Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, Sydney really is a city on edge this morning. Christmas plans are hanging in the balance due to the Northern Beaches COVID outbreak. Border restrictions have effectively banned interstate visitors. Now, later this morning, residents will find out just how tight those limits will be on gatherings for Christmas Day. The New South Wales Premier will be meeting with senior ministers and health officials this morning to decide how Sydney will celebrate Christmas. An announcement on whether restrictions will be tightened or wound back in time for the weekend will be made at 11 o'clock local time. Optimism is high after only eight new cases were reported, with a record 44,000 tests carried out. Seven of those cases were linked to the Northern Beaches cluster. The other was a nurse who came into contact with returned travellers being transported to quarantine. The list of virus alerts has grown again overnight. It now covers areas as far afield as Foster on the mid-north coast, Penrith in Sydney's west and Cronulla to the south. One new case in Victoria has also been linked to Sydney's Northern Beaches cluster, a 15-year-old who visited the area last week. The cluster is now responsible for 90 COVID cases. Matt. Let's go live now to our reporters. First to Miley Hogan on Sydney's Northern Beaches. Miley, has there been any indication yet what the Premier will announce today? Matt, well, we know that the overnight figures will heavily dictate the Premier's decision this morning. She will want to see clear chains of transmission. Are those cases linked to the Northern Beaches cluster? Can they be linked to other positive cases and known venues? Now, it is also expected that there will be a different set of rules on Christmas Day for the Northern Beaches compared to the rest of Greater Sydney. But promising signs the hard lockdown here on the Northern Beaches is paying off. The case numbers are trending down, just seven yesterday, taking the cluster to 90. And people on the beaches are playing their part. 44,000 residents came forward for a COVID test. People are following the rules. They're staying indoors. You can see uh, just a few people out here this morning doing their daily exercise. Now, the Premier will be holding that crisis meeting today with Dr Kerry Chant, the Police Commissioner and a number of other senior ministers before she makes her decision on Christmas Day public. If it wasn't this time of year, the decision would be much easier. Uh, but obviously, we do need to consider mental health issues. We need to consider what people are going through as part of that decision as well. Uh, but we also need to consider what it means for our 8 million citizens across the state. 
Another important point, regardless of the Premier's decision, there will still be thousands of residents across the northern beaches and in parts of Sydney that will spend Christmas in isolation because they have been to one of those venues that was exposed to the virus. There was also another case of concern yesterday, a breach at the international border. A healthcare worker has tested positive for the virus. The nurse worked transporting a US family from the international airport to a health facility. Now, that nurse has now infected another colleague. That, those cases are not linked to this Northern Beaches cluster, though, Matt. Now to Nathan Curry in Melbourne. Nathan, the Northern Beaches cluster has spread there. It has, Matt. Just the one case at the moment, a 15-year-old girl from the Melbourne suburb of Mooney Ponds. She uh, was in Sydney last week and visited three known infected areas on the northern beaches. She came uh, back to Melbourne via car with her mum. They did stop at Oliver's at Gundagai, which has been added to the concerned areas list. She was isolating at home, uh, had the test on Sunday and found out that she was positive on Monday, but the three other members of her household have all tested negative, which is great news. Uh, this case was picked up because of Melburnians doing their bit. We had 15, 000, more than 15,000 tests uh, done on Tuesday. We haven't seen those sorts of numbers, uh, testing numbers in Victoria for weeks now. So that is great to see. The extra vigilance in Victoria is coming at a cost up on the border though. The police who are staffing these checkpoints are determined to check every single car, which means for holiday makers or freight drivers, they are facing waits up to two hours, Matt. And Bianca Stone is on the Gold Coast. Bianca, we have seen some incredible numbers of people going out to be tested. Queensland now struggling to cope with the demand. Well, Matt, good morning. It's interesting to hear the other states' testing figures because in comparison, Queensland really isn't that high. In the previous 24 hours, just over 8,000 people got tested here in Queensland. The 24 hours before that, around 4,000. But still, our system here is struggling to keep up, particularly right here on the Gold Coast. Yesterday, there were waits of up to eight hours, people standing in 30-plus degree temperatures waiting to get tested. There are now some real concerns that it'll deter people from actually getting tested here. There's also long lines of traffic at border checkpoints that have now become choke points. Anyone who crosses the border into Queensland needs a border declaration and police warn those caught lying on those declarations will cop a $4,000 fine. Some of those have already been dished out. Now here in Queensland, police are also checking on those people who are supposed to be in home isolation. In the past four days, five people have been busted, three of them for going for a walk along the beach. And also at pubs, clubs and restaurants here in, in Queensland, the deadline is fast approaching for them to move to digital sign-ins. On Sunday, the Premier gave them 72 hours notice, so that means by this afternoon, paper-based record-keeping will no longer be allowed. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you, team. We'll check back in shortly. Let's get some more news now. Here's Eddie. Thank you, Matt. Almost 3,000 trucks remain stranded in southeastern England after France slammed shut its border due to a mutant COVID strain rapidly spreading in the UK. Nearly 40 countries are now restricting travel from the UK. It comes as the country records the grim new milestone of more than 36,000 cases in 24 hours. There are now fears of food shortages due to the restrictions just days before Christmas.
Well, it is D-Day for New South Wales with an announcement on Christmas Day restrictions expected at 11am local time. The Premier will be meeting with the state's Chief Health Officer, Police Commissioner and other senior ministers for a crisis meeting this morning to discuss the outbreak and what it means for Greater Sydney. Now, the good news is the city is once again flattening the COVID curve with numbers halving yesterday and just seven cases linked to the Northern Beaches cluster. Testing records have also been absolutely smashed for the second day in a row with more than 44,000 people getting swabbed in New South Wales. Now, the bad news, there are still health alerts for more than 130 venues across the city and for the third time in as many weeks, the virus appears to have leaked from Sydney's quarantine hotels with a nurse who transports overseas arrivals testing positive. Well, joining us this morning is the New South Wales Minister for Police and Emergency Services, David Elliott. Thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it, Minister. Now, you've been in Cabinet meetings with, with the Premier. Give us some sort of idea of what today's announcement will look like. People are really hanging on this. Well, they certainly are, and, and that's very understandable. But uh, the Premier and, and Health Minister Hazard uh, have to go through the data as it arrives, and they'll take advice from the Chief Medical Officer. They'll also consult uh, with the Police Commissioner to work out um, what, is, uh, what is a realistic way to enforce any um, public health orders. But uh, uh, those numbers will be released at 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, the Premier, I can assure you, wants everybody to have as normal a Christmas as possible, uh, but we also have to act responsibly to make sure that we keep on top of uh, any transmissions. Oh, it's a balancing act, isn't it? Is it true that Christmas Day restrictions could be different for the Northern Beaches residents compared to the rest of Sydney? Well, that's highly possible um, because you've got the uh, the cluster identified and that does actually show how well um, our, our system has worked, our ability to trace people has worked. We've been able to um, identify that it is the Northern Beaches and they've acted marvellously. I mean, 44,000 uh, tests in one day, considering the population is 250,000. We're looking at significant levels of compliance and the number of infringement notices in the last 24 hours are zero. Uh, so I really take, uh, I take heart at that but I also think that uh, what that will mean is that the Premier has every reason to make sure that any um, easing of restrictions is done um, with, uh, with, with the appropriate advice. Yes, I want to ask you about our quarantining system because people are starting to lose some confidence in it given that we have seen yet another outbreak or at least another two cases that have come from our quarantine system. Do we really need to clamp down on this further, particularly that area, that the transport area from the hotel to the quarantine? Well, those, some changes have been made, but I mean, there's there's no rule book, and it's been 100 years since anybody um, has had to manage um, quarantine at this level. Uh, and of course, there are always going to be areas which we can improve, and uh, and I think that's what we've seen over the course of this pandemic. We have made improvements, and we've done them swiftly, and we've done them effectively. That's why um, we're seen as one of the world's best practices when it comes to dealing with this pandemic. But um, yes, the, the police and the and, and the premier and Department of Health have looked at ways of improving that quarantine system they've done that. All right, David Elliott, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Monique. Here's Matt.
Well, for more on the potential Christmas Day restrictions, I'm joined now by infectious diseases expert, Professor Raina McIntyre. Uh, Raina, very good morning to you. Thank you for being with us. We're hearing that the restrictions, we're very nervous about being too optimistic here, but we're hoping that they could be slightly eased over the Christmas period, potentially could differ as well between the northern beaches and the rest of Greater Sydney. Um, looking at the numbers that we've seen so far, what do you think is the right call here? Well, it's, the numbers are going in the right direction um, and New South Wales Health has done a fantastic job with the testing rates and, um, you know, controlling this outbreak. I, I think, you know, if the numbers are still down today, then um, we, we can be quite hopeful. There'll be, uh, you know, relative freedom to, to celebrate Christmas Day. I, I really can't um, say whether there'll be different uh, guidelines for people on the northern beaches. It's so difficult, isn't it, Rainer, in terms of, uh, you know, the decision that the government has to make today because if you, if you get it wrong and it starts to spread like wildfire, you're going to look back at this decision and say, gee, we just should have taken the emotion out of Christmas and New Year's and, and locked it down harder. Is that, is that sort of the view of uh, epidemiologists and, and experts at the moment? Well, I mean, I initially commented that if the numbers went up on Monday, there should be a short, sharp lockdown before Christmas to try and bring it down. But that didn't happen. The numbers went down on Monday. I think it is a terrible dilemma for um, health authorities. And the reason is that we know that if there's some, if there's a bunch of people who are not diagnosed but infectious on Christmas Day, that will be a super spreading event just because people move around the city a lot. So someone from Manly might go to Bondi for lunch and then there's two other families coming to that same lunch from other parts of Sydney and then they might go for dinner somewhere else. And the, uh, it's, it's about the epidemiology of the virus. So um, although we say the incubation period is 14 days, about 90% of people will develop the infection within five to six days. So New Year's Eve is exactly six days after Christmas Day. So anyone who becomes infected on the, through the Christmas Day gatherings will be at their maximal infectiousness on New Year's Eve, and that's the concern. So I think we need to be looking at some things like mandating the QR codes for all New Year's Eve events, you know, so that if there is an outbreak following New Year, we can track everyone. Um, at the moment, it's just, um, it, you know, the system at the moment is largely, it, it's not enforced and it's not, um, you can't really audit it or monitor it, but we know that people have been putting in false names. And the other thing is, you know, you scan your code and you've got to go into some browser and enter your details. It should be just a tap and go system. You just scan it, it gets your details and that's it. Yeah, such difficult uh, timing right now for the government. Don't envy the decision. Uh, Professor, thank you very much for your time this morning. Well, Sydney's northern beaches are resembling a ghost town now as businesses battle through another bout of lockdown at their busiest time of year. While some have managed to adapt, others have had no option but to close their doors with staff unable to work and customers now stuck at home. One local member has made it her mission to secure more relief for embattled business owners petitioning the federal government for a hotspot support package. For more on this, we're joined now by member for Rohingya, Zali Stegel, and the owner of Manly Ocean Foods, Parvin Wallia. Welcome to you both. Uh, good to see you. Let's start with you, Zali, because this, this, what, what businesses in the Northern Beaches are experiencing is going to be the same in any hotspots where we have outbreaks, right? So there's a bigger picture here. You would like to see some easing of the pain for them. Is it a one-off payment you're suggesting from the federal government? Yes, 
Yeah, look, th hi, Monique. Um, look, it's really important that we understand that we want businesses and employees to do the right thing. We need people to stay at home. So anecdotally, we know that, um, for example, one person with a positive close test can have anywhere from between 50 and 70 close contacts identified. That means that's up to 70 people having to spend 14 days in isolation. So I'm hearing of businesses that are losing from 15 to 25% of their workforce over the busiest time of the year having to isolate for 14 days. So we have two kinds of businesses, the businesses that are shut because of the lockdown and then the businesses that aren't able to work because their workforce isn't available. So yes, I think we need to have, uh, as soon as an area is declared a hotspot, there should be a one-off payment for that length, uh, proportionate to the length of time of the closure or the impact uh, to assist businesses in that area. Uh, Parvin, you're one of many Northern Beaches businesses obviously doing it so tough right now. Give us a sense of just how difficult this period has been for you after what has been just a horrible year. Yeah, good morning, Monique. Um, we, um, Manly is a very special place. It um, generates its trade about a third through the local community, about a third uh, through broader Sydney and interstate visitors and about a third through international visitors. Um, since, uh, since this year uh, we've seen uh, a combination of uh, international tourists, uh, um, lockdowns and also uh, the, the local lockdowns here in Northern Beaches this, this week has seen a major impact to our revenues uh, that has uh, consequently flowed on to having uh, less, uh, requiring less staff to keep the doors open. Yeah, well, that's exactly right, isn't it, Parvin? Because it, it just, just comes on the back of a really difficult year. Zali, have you had any response from the federal government? Look, I'm in discussions. At the moment, the priority has been discussing the health emergency. So I've had some regular contact with Greg Hunt about how making sure we have enough testing sites, that the wait times are not too long. Uh, for example, elderly are concerned about queuing up. So there's a lot of issues we need to work through. Um, but I have also raised that concern with the Treasurer and with, with uh, Minister Hunt around the difficulties that if we want the health measures to be respected in terms of lockdown and isolation periods, we have to be realistic as to the impact that has on people's lives and livelihoods, not just employees, but companies, you know, businesses that, that are struggling. I think everyone is really keen to pull together. Um, we were seeing a pickup, you know, it's been a tough year, but we've got to be realistic. Christmas is the busiest time of the year. It is when businesses were hoping to recoup um, and now they've, they've had this shutdown. So um, I'm looking forward to, you know, pursuing the conversation more. Um, I know this is difficult, but, but I think we, the economy as a whole, will benefit from keeping businesses going and making sure they're there when we come out of lockdown. You're doing a fantastic job advocating for local businesses yeah. there. Uh, really well said. Th a big thank you to you both for joining us this morning. Thank you very much. For more, we're joined now by infectious diseases expert, Professor Catherine Bennett. Good morning to you. Thanks for being with us, Professor. Now, we are speculating, but we are hearing that restrictions will be slightly eased for Greater Sydney residents, but there will be different rules for the Northern Beaches. Is that a wise course, do you think? Look, I, it seems that we still have high risk in those Northern Beach areas, having had so many people exposed over a quick period of time that 
10 days ago. Um, still two incubation periods. We might still see some of their contacts becoming positive and might still find more people in the community. So we have to be cautious. And unfortunately, with the timing, it's Christmas, but at the same time, we can't, you know, I think it'd be too unsafe to open up a lot. And it will depend on, on what the health officials are looking at behind these numbers and, and what that story is telling them about risk. That will determine how far they can go. You're spot on, Professor. The timing here is the is the real conundrum. We've heard uh, Gladys Berejiklian say it'd be a, a much easier decision if it were at a different time of mm. year, but you've got to factor in people's mental health after what has just been a horrendous year. Uh, how, how much of a risk is it, in your expert opinion, to go ahead with Christmas and New Year's celebrations, or do you just have to strip the emotion out? Look, I think you just have to find a compromise. Um, it might be that they allow more visitors to homes across um, the broader Sydney area. Uh, they've got 10 at the moment. Maybe they can go a bit further if they're feeling confident that the numbers are good. But at the same time, it's just so hard to know. Sitting outside, we're looking at the numbers. We have to be prepared that they might still jump around a bit. We've got thousands of people in quarantine and, um, and they're there because they've been exposed. So they might add to the counts, but if they're already in quarantine before they're infectious, they won't really add now so much to the risk. Mm. So that's what the health department will look at. And, and I agree, they're going to be looking for those compromises. You've got to take the big picture into account and New South Wales Health and the Premier are very, um, are very committed to doing that. So I'm sure they will go as far as they can in terms of easing restrictions, looking at the data. Okay, if we're talking about two incubation periods, Catherine, that would take it through from the 11th of December to this Friday, which is the 25th. If the numbers remain low, and I mean five and lower, how long then would you advise that the Northern Beaches remains shut off? So it will depend on those case patterns. If, if it looks like it's... Um, you know, we've seen the contacts becoming positive over the last week or so in the Northern Beaches. And if there aren't signs that the people in quarantine um, are going to be, you know, uh, indicating that they've got a lot more cases there active in the community. And if they're not finding any unlinked cases or cases that have been out in the community while they could have been infectious, then I do think that's what will change this. It's not just a numbers game and it's not even just the incubation periods. It's really that assessment of risk to the wider community and risk of that wider spread. Mm. All right, geez, there's a lot of what ifs there, isn't it? Such a difficult balance. Uh, Professor Catherine Bennett, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, Monique. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Well, one thing's for sure, it's not looking like the Christmas we were hoping for, with many of our states and territories locking down their borders. So how can we do our part to ease the latest coronavirus crisis and what can we expect over the next few months? Yeah, for more, we're across to Canberra and welcome back infectious diseases physician and microbiologist Professor Peter Collignon. Peter, good morning. Welcome back. Uh, with only nine cases reported nationally overnight, eight of those from New South Wales, one in Victoria, should we be feeling positive about the community's response to the outbreak at this point? point. Yes, I think we should be feeling very positive about the community's response because generally people are doing the rules, they're keeping their movements down, particularly in the northern beaches of Sydney, etc. So this is a good result so far. We'll just have to see what happens over the next few days. I'm expecting to see ongoing numbers but, and they might fluctuate a little bit, but generally the trend will be down. And this still remains what we call a cluster. And the advantage of a cluster, um, other than not having it in the first place, but a cluster means that the contact tracers have found everybody, they know that all the people infected are related to people already infected, and most of them should already be at home in quarantine and not mingling with the community and spreading it. So it's good news that you're much more likely to get it under control. Over the next few days, if we see what we call mystery cases out in the community, either in the northern beaches, but more particularly in other areas of Sydney, that's starting to be a concern because for every mystery case, there's one person you haven't found yet who's got it. So contact tracing is essential. It's essential that people decrease their movements, keep to the limits that New South Wales has put out there about, you know, 10 people to your home, et cetera, at least in the short term, so that we can minimise any chance that if this has got out further, it will decrease or not spread rapidly to other people in the community. Premier, as, um, Professor, as we mentioned earlier, the Premier of New South Wales, Gladys Berejiklian, is set to make that major announcement today at 11am. Considering the current situation with those numbers still quite low and not a number of mystery cases, what are you expecting the Premier will do? Well, I think we'll hopefully see further good news today that this is coming under control. My presumption is that we will, um, you know, allow people to have more people at their house for Christmas, but it won't be open slather. I mean, maybe it'll go up to 20 and maybe the northern beaches will be able to have more than what's currently none. So, you know, I think there'll be some more restrictions in place than we've had in previous years because it's still a bit unknown what might happen over the next week. All the news looks good. It's all doing the right thing. The contact traces, the testing, everything has gone the right way. So I think we should be very optimistic that this is going to come under control, particularly because it's summer and that's much less opportunity for the virus to spread. It can spread, but with less chance. So the more people do outside rather than inside, because that's a lower risk, keep your crowd numbers down. Anybody who's sick needs to stay away from others, not only in the workplace, but even their own family. If you've got respiratory symptoms at Christmas, first of all, get tested. But mm, secondly, mm. wear a mask and keep away from family and loved ones till you're better. Because, Professor, now we've got this mutant strain of COVID-19. It's been detected here in Australia. It's believed to have come from UK travellers arriving in Australia. So how different um, is this disease to what we've already been dealing with all year here? Well, essentially, it's very similar. Um, the mutant strain is a variety in England that appears to maybe spread faster because it's an increasing proportion of the, the isolates they've had there. But it's also been in Europe and it doesn't seem to behave quite that way. So it's still not clear whether it's the virus that's changed or was it people's behaviour a month or so ago when there was more freedom in, in England and maybe young, younger people, they're out shopping more, intermingling, and that's really what spread it rather than the virus. But having said that, 
while it is a bit different in what it's called, it's spike protein, it still will be covered by the vaccine. There's no evidence that causes more death and destruction than the ordinary strain. And what we need to do in Australia is not only keep it out of Australia, but all the other strains as well, because all of them are not good and we don't want them spreading in Australia. So the quarantine hotels, the keeping the rules, keeping crowds down all over Australia, not just New South Wales, is going to be vitally important. And particularly people who are sick, stay away from others, don't go to work and keep your distance from your family, even if you're living with them in the same house. Professor, a big concern with the spread of this virus is people at home with gatherings. Are you concerned that over the Christmas and New Year period, if restrictions are lifted, we could have, uh, I guess, further problems over the next couple of weeks and cases will increase? Well, that is a possibility, not only in New South Wales, but Australia-wide. When you have large groups of people together inside with alcohol and, you know, intermingling and, you know, lots of kissing, etc., that's a good way of spreading the virus. Again, you can do lots to decrease that risk. Uh, keep the numbers down uh, to at least what the state health departments are telling you to do, but also have the barbecue outside rather than an indoor dinner at night. That decreases the risk markedly. Um, and the most fundamental thing is anybody who's sick, don't go to the function. All of those things will not make the risk zero, but they significantly decrease the risk, and that's what we need to do. We're going to have this problem for a while to come. Even the vaccine is not going to stop spread of all virus, uh, and it's not going to stop it coming in from overseas because there's so much everywhere else. And in any case, we're not going to have the majority of Australians vaccinated till probably the latter half of next year. So we're going to have to keep up basic things ongoing for at least a year and probably two or three years if we want to minimise the spread of this virus through our community because it's so easy to come in and then reintroduce and particularly next winter yeah. is where we're going to have to be very careful. So Professor just quickly so next year looks like this year start stop up and down this roller coaster of um, little clusters and, and shutting segments down is that what our next year looks like? Well, I think, unfortunately, yes. I mean, there's a lot of Australians that are overseas who want to come home and Australian residents. I think we've got to allow them to come back in some sort of uh, approach. We need to minimise the risk that gets out of quarantine hotels. But inevitably, like South Australia a month or so ago, like it's happening in Sydney, we don't want a Melbourne repeat where it gets out and really goes through the community. But we're going to have to do that. Even New Zealand has had eight leakages from quarantine hotels uh, mm -hmm. since August. So... You know, I think we've got to live with it. We've got to learn how to do clusters better, yep. keep it controlled and minimise state border closures and all the other repercussions okay. unless we have a lot of mystery cases. All right. Professor, always good to talk to you. We appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you.